on average, the statistics are you're gonna spend about 20 to 25% more by buying organic healthy food. You're gonna spend more. But in terms of the data of what you will save 20 years from now, from medical bills, it's not even a comparison. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Rachel Crusoe podcast. So glad that you're here. Well, this episode, we're gonna take the whole time to talk about investing in a better you. Everything from your health to your money, it's gonna be a great one. I interview Dr. Axe, where we talk about how to save money on your health. Okay, this is so interesting because there's so many health trends right now that cost a lot of money. So we talk about which ones to do, which ones not to do. We talk about preventative medicine. Oh, I learned so much. And then I also answer a question from Angie who sent her question in through the Ask Rachel email. And she's about to have a baby this month. And she wants to know if she can do the baby steps out of order because of a couple of things in her life. So we're gonna dive into that. But first, let's talk about what types of insurances you need and which ones you don't. So take a listen. Hey, listen, insurance is a part of your financial journey and your plan, and you need to know about it. You need to know the basics. So we're gonna cover what insurance is, some of the terms in it, and six insurances that you definitely need and two that you do not. Now, insurance can be kind of a nuisance when you don't need it. You're like, oh, I'm paying all this, but I don't need it. But man, when you do have it, you are thankful for it because without the right type of insurance, you could be one car wreck, illness, or house fire away from drowning in debt because these things are so dang expensive. So it's worth paying a little bit to have insurance for things in your life to cover in case something big happens. So again, we're gonna dive in to know which insurances you need and which ones you don't. But let's start out really basic. So you may already know these terms, but just in case, let's go over it. Policy. So your insurance policy is the contract between you and your insurance company. It explains in detail everything that's covered. Your deductible, the word deductible, is the amount that you'll pay out of pocket before insurance kicks in. So for example, let's say you have a $500 deductible on your auto insurance, which means if you get in a car wreck, you will owe $500, and then the insurance pays the rest up to a limit. Then premium, you hear the word premium, that is the cost of your insurance. So you might pay this once a year, an annual premium, or maybe you do it monthly or maybe quarterly, but that's what you pay for the policy. So you can adjust your policy and the amount of your deductible to lower your premium. So the more coverage you have in a policy, the higher the premium is, the higher you're gonna pay for insurance, right? The more expensive it will be because it covers more. Or vice versa, if you get insurance that covers a little bit less, then your premium will be less. And then the same is true with your deductible. So if you lower your deductible, then your premium will probably be higher. But if you have a higher deductible, you'll have a lower premium. Okay, so let's go over the insurances that you definitely need. Auto insurance. This is a big one because it's the law. Like You have to have auto insurance. The average amount car insurance pays out per accident is around $4,900, almost $5,000 on average. So you don't wanna be stuck paying that out of pocket. No, no, no. So you wanna shop some rates. I always say do this once a year. And if you get your auto insurance from the insurance company, I love Xander Insurance. They're going to do it for you once a year. They shop it, but check your rates. Again, make sure you get the rates that you need for your car and your situation. 
Next is homeowners or renter's insurance. So home or renter's insurance protects your home and assets if something happens, like a huge storm or a fire. So in those events, you will be reimbursed for your damages and loss. Now note that most policies do not cover flooding. You will have to buy separate insurance for that. I didn't think that would be an issue, but I live in Nashville, and there's been so much flooding here over the past couple of years, it's crazy. So remember, flood insurance, it's kind of separate. Now, your policy will either cover cash value or replacement costs. So cash value, this means insurance will pay for the value of the item minus the depreciation or how old the item is and how much value it's lost since you bought it. So let's say someone comes in and steals your TV. Well, the insurance company will pay what that TV is worth when it got stolen, not what it was out of the box. So you might get $400 for that stolen TV, but you paid $1,000 for it five years ago. That's cash value. Now, replacement cost means that coverage that offers more protection than cash value because it doesn't consider depreciation. So it'll pay to repair or replace your home or the items in it up to their original value, usually with a limit though. So for example, if a tornado takes out the shed in your backyard and your policy says they will replace anything up to $20,000, but anything beyond that, you'll have to pay out of pocket. Your insurance agent can walk you through those limits and tweak those limits and either give you more coverage or lower your monthly premium. Now, if you're out of baby step three, which means you have a fully funded emergency fund in place, you can take a higher deductible and lower the premium on your policy to save money on monthly premiums. But until then, take a lower deductible, which means you're gonna pay more month to month for the policy, but you have a $1,000 emergency fund. And baby steps one and two, yep. So you wanna make sure you can cover that in cash. So any deductible we want kind of lower than $1,000. So take a small deductible if you're on baby steps one and two. Now, if you're renting, you need renter's insurance to protect your belongings. So this is usually not expensive at all, and it is so worth it. It'll give you peace of mind. Next up, you need term life insurance. This is a not a fun one to think about, but listen, if you or your spouse passes away unexpectedly, how would the ones who survive pay monthly expenses with the loss of your income or your spouse's income if they pass? The last thing anyone should be worrying about is finances and money during something like that. So each one of you needs term life insurance. You need a life insurance policy. So with term life insurance, I would say to get 10 to 12 times your yearly income and your family won't have to worry about making ends meet, losing their home, or changing college plans because you're not there to provide for them. Now, if you're a stay-at-home parent, you need to think about how much you're worth because just imagine if you had to hire help out all over to replace what you do at home, which means stay-at-home parents need life insurance too. And Xander Insurance can walk you through choosing a policy that is best for your family in a super affordable way. So life insurance is cheaper than you think. So make sure to go to xander.com to check them out. Next up, you need long-term disability insurance. So disability insurance is there to replace the majority of your income in case something happens to you, like you're injured and you can't work. The Social Security Administration reports that one in four of today's 20-year-olds will become disabled for 90 days or more before they turn 67. Now, the younger and healthier you are, the easier you are to qualify for a policy like this. 
but as you age, the premiums will increase. And it doesn't just cover freak accidents if you work at a risky job, but it also covers you in an event that you get cancer or a heart attack or something like that. So you want to get long-term disability insurance, not short-term. Your emergency fund is there for the short-term. Long-term disability insurance will cover anywhere from 40 to 70% of your income up to five years or even more. And it all depends on the policy that you choose. And it only costs about 1% to 3% of your annual income, but it is a must. Next is long-term care insurance. So I recommend anyone over the age of 60 to look into this. Long-term care insurance helps pay for the cost of a nursing home or assisted living. According to the Alzheimer's Association, the estimated cost for care in the last five years of life is $367,000 for people with dementia and $233,000 for those without. And you don't want to get stuck paying for that out of pocket. The average annual cost for long-term care insurance is $1,700 to $4,200 for men and $2,700 to $7,200 for women. So it's not cheap, but it is so worth it, especially if you anticipate needing care for yourself in this kind of way or even a parent encouraging them to get it. Next is health insurance. Yep, you need health insurance. And its cost will depend on how much coverage that you need, what your employer does or doesn't offer, how often you visit the doctor, and all these other factors. So my advice is to shop current rates and look into an HSA, which is a health savings account for the tax savings, and maybe think about increasing your deductible to bring down your monthly premiums. So... Those are six types of insurance that you need to have. Auto insurance, homeowners or renters, life insurance, long-term disability, long-term care if you're over 60, and health insurance. Now, there are some that you may not need, but guys, those are the six that you really do. And again, it feels like, oh, a lot of work to go and research and apply and all of it, and then you're paying out of pocket, and you're like, oh man, it's just a lot to keep up these premiums and everything, but it's worth it. Because if something big happens— Again, an illness, a house fire, you're going to be so thankful that you have this stuff. I'm telling you, insurance is there. It's there to protect you. Now, things that you don't need, but depending on your life, you could have dental insurance, vision insurance. People get insurance on their phone or their tablet because it breaks a lot. Like Those are things that, yeah, you can have. They're not necessarily needed, but there's some additions, additional insurances out there for sure that you that you can have. Now, there are some that you do not need at all. They're basically scams. You ready for these? Life insurance for kids. No, no. Remember, here's the thing with life insurance. You only need life insurance when someone is dependent upon your income. A six-year-old ain't bringing much in. Mm-mm, she takes. <laughs> so does my three-year-old, my 18-month-old. They're not bringing in anything. No, they take all the time, which is fine. That's what they're supposed to do their kids. But, you know, obviously, I don't even want to think about it. Something tragically happens. Like, no, I don't. we don't need life insurance on them. We don't. And so there's companies out there that sell this to you. Um, <clears throat> Gerber, yeah, Gerber has life insurance. It's basically a whole life policy and they claim that it's helping you save for college and all this. Terrible rates of return. Terrible. No. To save for college, you don't need baby food, company, Gerber. No. You need an ESA, an educational savings account. Actually invest. Actually do something with that money where it makes more. So college, 
and investing is separate than insurance. Always remember that. And if you really want to think, okay, well, funeral costs and all of this, you can just add a rider to your life insurance policy that will cover that kind of stuff. Your children do not need life insurance. You do not need accidental death insurance. An accidental death policy pays your beneficiaries if you die in an accident. But if you have term life insurance, no matter how you die, your family is paid and taken care of, okay? So you're not like double dead if you die by accident. So there's no reason to pay extra if you accidentally die. You're gone, sorry. But if you have term life insurance, it's covered. It's great. So remember, there are some things out there in this world that are just scams you don't need to waste your money on, but there's some obviously things that are needed and are really smart and really wise to have. So whew, insurance, it's an exciting topic, but I hope that helps you because again, these terms and some of these industries, it gets confusing and all of that. But again, I wanna give you information to apply to your life to not only save you money, but help you spend money wisely because there are things we want to, you know, spend our money on that's going to protect us like insurance. Today, I am so excited to have the one and only Dr. Axe here. Thanks for being here. Hey, I'm honored to be here. Thank you. My mom loves Dr. Axe. She'll always send us articles and she's like, Dr. Axe said, this is the type of sunscreen we should all wear. Like, oh yeah, it's everything all the time. So Your mom's fantastic. She's been asking me health questions for years. Um, but I, I'm a huge fan. I love your family. I love the, uh, the mission you're on. So I'm, oh, again, I'm just excited. You. So on this show, we always talk about your money, not necessarily your health and nutrition, but that is why I wanted Dr. Axe on the show. He's a popular doctor of natural medicine and a clinical nutritionist and the creator of DrAx.com and the host of the podcast, The Dr. Axe Show. So I can't wait to dive in, but let's kind of like rewind and what caused you to get into this line of work? Yeah, actually, I got into the line of work through actually the way a lot of physicians do, and it's through a health crisis uh, in, in their family. So for me growing up, my family was really into fitness. So my parents uh, worked out a lot. My dad water skied and lifted weights. My mom was my gym teacher in elementary school. Oh, she was wow. a swim instructor. So really fit, but at 41 years old, she was diagnosed with breast cancer, mm. which is really shocking to us because from the outside, she looked so healthy. And we lived in what I'll call really the conventional medical system. Anytime we were sick, we didn't change anything. We just took medications and we didn't know there was a natural way to get healthy. So my mom at the time went through all the traditional treatment. She went and she had a mastectomy. She went through mm. rounds of chemotherapy. Mm. And at the time I was in about seventh grade. And I just remember at the time thinking as my mom was losing her hair, as she was getting so sick, just thinking to myself, th there has got to be a, a, a better way. And also thinking to myself, I, I want to help Families, I wanna help people not go through what my mom is going through right now. And praise God, she was brought through it and diagnosed as being cancer-free and healthy. But the crazy thing was, after going through all those conventional treatments like the chemotherapy, she continued to have more health problems. She got diagnosed with hypothyroidism, chronic fatigue syndrome, got put on antidepressant, anti-anxiety medications. And one of my memories of my mom growing up was she was always sick and tired. Mm. And this went on for for, for many years, about 11, 12 years. And at that point, 11, 12 years later, I was actually studying to become a doctor. I was learning all of these things. And I was about to, six months later, go and move to Nashville and open up a functional medicine clinic. 
Well, I get a call from my mom and just in tears on the phone and she says, Josh, I've got bad news. I've just been diagnosed with you know, tumors on my lungs and they wanna go in and do surgery and radiation. She said, what do I do? And I said, mom, I'll be home. I flew back. We prayed together was the first thing we did. And we just felt this peace to take care of her all naturally. And we were talking to her oncologist at the time and her oncologist said, okay, I'm gonna give you four months to do what you're gonna do, but if, if nothing changes, then we need to go forward with the surgery. So with my mom, we just changed everything. We radically changed her diet. We had her start eating, you know, uh, a lot of uh, things like like a lot of vegetables. So we had her start juicing vegetables. Had her start doing more salads. Had her start doing uh, organic, more organic food like wild caught salmon and bone broth, and also consuming superfoods like turmeric and reishi mushroom and using essential oils like frankincense. So we had her start doing all of these things. We also really worked on her mindset. She had a lot of fear and worry in her life. And, and so she changed her diet. She worked on her mindset. And we followed this program for four months. She went back to her oncologist four, four months later. And they called the next day. And their exact words were, this is highly unusual. We don't typically see this. But the tumors have shrunk by more than half. Wow. They said, we want to see you again in nine months. She went back nine months later, complete remission. And so she, <laughs> she says she feels better now in her 60s yeah. than she did in her 30s. She brought my uh, niece and nephew to Disney World. And was there like 12 hours the other day. And I'm like, I don't even think I could do that. That's right, right, right. So anyways, she's doing really, so that's really what led me to, mm. you know, become a doctor of natural medicine and start, you know, doing the things that I, that I, that I do. Yes, okay, so again, high level. But when you say natural medicine, because I feel like sure. the natural way of living has become more normal, right? Over the last, you know, 15 Absolutely. years or so. Um, but what does that mean? Like when you yeah. say that, so, yeah, like yeah. it means like no Cheez-Its or like, so I'll call it lifestyle medicine and food-based medicine. So, okay. so if somebody goes into their traditional doctor, oftentimes what happens, and let me give an example would be diabetes. Okay? Okay, okay. If somebody goes in with type two diabetes, they'll say, okay, most doctors will say, here is a drug like metformin. Here's a drug or here's insulin. The thing about that is it never gets to the root cause of the disease versus natural medicine is, okay, you have type 2 diabetes. Number one, why do you have type 2 diabetes? You're getting way too many carbohydrates and sugar in your diet. So we're going to remove the sugar. We're going to get more healthy fats in, more healing foods. So, so what I would do is I would put somebody on a, a diet plan, a supplement plan, and a lifestyle plan. Hey, get better sleep, move a little bit more. Yep. And that's really the focus of natural medicine. Yeah, which is so good. I mean, like you hear it and I'm like, yes. like It's, it's common it's, sense. It, yes, it yeah. really is. I mean, and again, I'm, I, my mother is 100% all the time in it. I hear it from her all the time. And I'm like, for me, the hard thing is like the convenience, right? So having kids yeah. and the snacks, you're grabbing stuff or you're out to dinner, you're at friends' houses, right? And so- that consistency for me can be tough. But what would you say is more important? Because when I hear healthy lifestyle, it's exercise and diet, exercise and diet, exercise and diet. Which which would you pick if you had to pick one? I'm going to throw 80-20 here. <laughs> I'm going to say diet. I mean, yeah. for the most part, I, I do think what we put in our that, body yes. is the most important thing. Okay, what are the three things? If no one is thinking about their health and what they're putting in their body, they're just kind of living their life, eating what they want, what are like three things they need to stop doing now? Like, stop? Okay. Yes. So stop doing. Number one, over-consuming sugar. I mean, that's the big thing. It's sugar and the refined carbs. I'm okay. going to throw those in the same category okay. because those cause inflammation. They cause bad bacteria to build up in your body. They weaken your immune system, which is huge. Mm -hmm. So sugar is the number one thing. Which is kind of in everything though, right? Sugar's added to a lot of things. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. So you got to watch that. But and I used to tell patients, <laughs> listen, it's not that you can never have dessert. Have Schedule in vacation meals twice a week, you know? So, yes, uh, that's doable. That's okay, right. so sugar. Yep. Number two, I would say, is the 
fast foods, you know, yes. full of hydrogenated oils. Like French fries, I read an article recently that said French fries are the, when you eat a thing of French fries, it's the equivalent of eating, uh, of smoking multiple cigarettes. Oh, it is geez. that bad for your health. Now, I'm not trying to depress See, I can, I can nix the sugar. I'm not a sweet tooth. Yeah. Never happened. But chips and salsa, French fry, I mean, all salt. It's my, that's my weakness. Now, now the thing that's I want to get into that I hope uh, will uplift some people a little bit. It's not that you can't eat fried food. It's it's the type of oil that these fast food restaurants fry yeah. them in. I think you can make French fries at home. You can take potatoes, you can fry them up in coconut oil or yeah. avocado oil. It's what it's made with. Exactly. Get rid of the vegetable oils like the soybean oil okay. and the uh, you know and the canola oil and the vegetable oils and what do you think about grapeseed oil? I think grapeseed oil is a good option. Uh, okay, good. I got and, one. Yeah. <laughs> two, probably my two favorite though are olive oil yes. and coconut oil. Yes. And then I would okay. have avocado probably third on that list. Yes. But those are those yes. are the three good alternatives. Okay, good. And even grass fed butter can be good. Yes. Okay, perfect. So three things. Sugar oils. That's right. And then what's the what would be the third? The third thing I think people need to stop doing, and this is a little bit uh, different than the other two. It's people have to stop not having a plan and going to the grocery store when they're hungry. Yes. You know, I think this is one of the biggest things I see with people. If somebody has a plan on, hey, I'm going to try and eat this for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I'm going to try and do my smoothie for breakfast, my salad for lunch, my, you know, healthy meat and vegetables for dinner. And I've got a shopping list. And I'm going to the grocery store and I have a plan mm -hmm. every time I see those people succeed. Yeah, which is winning. I mean, it's it's being intentional, right? right? I mean, it's like with everything, and you can't just wander your way through life and hope to be healthy, right? You have to say, no, 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 we're going to make a plan. We're going to know what we're doing and actually follow through and do it, which is huge. Okay, so right. eating healthy, having a healthy lifestyle can affect the budget. It can be it yes. can be more expensive. So I want to go down a list. Let's do it. And you help me All right. to see how can we save. Okay, vitamins. So vitamins, here's the thing to remember is you don't need to take everything. You know, think about what you have going on, your specific health goal, and just take one to between one and three supplements for that. The other thing I encourage people to do is sometimes doing food-based supplements can replace meals. I'll give you an example. Hmm. Um, if you're making a smoothie, like this is what I do every morning for breakfast, I really just do two, two to three ingredients. I'll add in a cup of fruit, and I'll add in some collagen powder or bone broth powder that's a vanilla flavor, and that's my whole meal there. And yeah, so, yeah. you know, that may just cost a dollar or so for that whole meal, but certain things like greens powder, especially protein powders, if you're doing something like collagen, that actually can replace food you were doing because yeah. it really is food. And so in that way, you can kind of save money as well. Yeah, that's so good. Okay, healthy foods. It's kind of broad, yeah, but so, buying organic for, you know, all of that. So, so here's the big thing to remember when it comes to organic versus non-organic. By far the most important foods to buy organically are your meat and dairy products because they store toxins more than plants do. Mm -hmm. And so if you're buying organic, the other thing I encourage people to do is go to your local farmer's market. You know, reach out to a local farmer. This is what I did, especially yeah. early on in my career when I was on a smaller budget, is I went in with a, a couple of families and we bought a cow together. Yes. And we took that meat, we froze it. And so I think thinking about meat that way, buying organic, even if it's not labeled organic, if you know it's healthier, yeah. you know, so that's the most important to do organic. Number two is called the Dirty Dozen and the Clean 15, okay? There are these lists, and basically, here's what it is. Bananas have a thick covering over them. They're really not that important to buy organically. Neither are grapefruit. They have this covering protecting them mm -hmm. versus lettuces are sprayed directly with a lot of chemicals and fertilizers, and so yeah. all that being said. But if you're shopping on a budget, 
really just try and focus on the meat products and if you do any dairy. And the others aren't really necessarily as important. Yes, so good. This is like the line item that people bust all the time in their budget. Like when I talk to them about money, it's always food, always food. But buying in bulk is something that I love to save money, would you say? Fantastic. One of the best things people can do to eat healthy on a budget is buying in bulk is a a brilliant strategy. Be able to save money, okay. Uh, Toothpaste. Wow. So one thing you can do, here we go, toothpaste. I I have a great DIY recipe. I wrote a book called Essential Oils, Ancient Medicine. It's a book all about using essential oils. In this book, I go through a simple toothpaste recipe. You can buy a giant thing of coconut oil. You can make your own toothpaste using coconut oil, a little bit of baking soda, Mm -hmm. and something like peppermint essential oil. That's it. That's Three it. ingredients, and it goes a long way. Okay, deodorant. My sister-in-laws are on this kick because they're like, the deodorant is so terrible for us, and they're like making their own and everything. There's a brand I love. It's called Schmitz, okay? And they actually put in things like activated charcoal and magnesium and things. And, and so if somebody wants to buy a good one that works, yes. I, here's just not to get totally off topic. No, I love it. Some <laughs> of the natural deodorants, they are terrible. Yes. I mean, they do not work at all. In fact, people, you're like, this is, yes. you know, this yes. is having the opposite effect. So, <laughs> so all that being said, uh, Schmitz is a great brand. I do think from a, you can make your own as well. Mm-hmm. And they call it, this may not sound like the most, you know, uh, most glamorous thing, but they call it pit paste. <laughs> and essentially you take very similar thing. It's coconut oil. A lot of times people add clay in. It's called bentonite clay. And a little bit of, um, you could add in like shea butter, but people could you know, search this online. I have it in my book, Essential Oils, Ancient Medicine, but you could also Google search homemade deodorant recipe yep. and you can save money that way too. Okay, is it dangerous though? Because they're talking about their, like your lift notes, like everything. Yeah, well, well the, thing about, the thing about a lot of the deodorants today is almost all of them have aluminum in them. Mm. And so aluminum has been connected to a lot of uh, neurological diseases, dementia. And so aluminum does accumulate, heavy metals accumulate in the body and they're very, they don't yeah. leave very easily. So yeah. that's why there's a lot of concern about deodorants is all of the the aluminum. Everything going on there. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad we talked about the deodorant because my sister-in-law, so we've been talking about it over the past month yeah. or two. They're probably going to kill me. But <laughs> I was like, what? Uh, I learn a lot. You learn a lot from people, you know? Yeah. They have all this new stuff. So there are, I feel like, a lot of health trends out there. You mentioned essential oils. Like, there's a lot of things that people kind of gravitate towards or certain types of diets. So what are the things that you're like, yes, here are like two health trends that are going on that's an absolute that you need to invest in and have your life, you know, it being part of your life. Yeah, there are a ton of trends, a ton. One of the trends that I love is people doing working out at home. People can do this for free. You can go online. Like I did a, uh, you know, some exercise videos on, uh, my friend was uh, posting some on YouTube the other day and she was doing some, you know, stretching and and, and working out videos that my wife and I did together and we loved it. So I do think exercising Mm -hmm. at home in the comfort of your home, you just gotta be disciplined. You gotta put it in your schedule and get it done, have a room you're doing it in. But we do that and I think that's a great, great trend uh, that people can keep following. You know, another big one I would just say would be, um, you know, these subscription-based food services. Yes, I do think it can be really good because it can keep you from, you know, the unhealthy snacks and spending mm-hmm. too much. And the other thing is you kind of know more about what you're spending oftentimes. And so I do like a lot of the food subscription services. Yeah. And then also just cooking at home more. I think more people are spending time cooking at home. I mean, my wife and I, we, you know, we love on Friday nights, we do like homemade pizza night. Yes. And so yeah. we'll get our own pizza crust. We'll buy our own ingredients and do it that way. So, so I do think those are, those are some good trends people. And listen, there are plenty of bad trends. Sure. But sure. those are, those are definitely 
some good trends ones. that I hope stick around and that, yes. are, that are great. Well, and all of that even saves you money, right? Okay, so there was an article that I read that you wrote about preventative medicine. Let's dive into that. I want to hear all, all your thoughts around it. So, you know, like one of the one of the things, obviously, you know, yourself and your dad and your family teaches mm-hmm. is uh, planning and investing and, and planning for your future. It's the same thing. When you look at the data today, the, the amount that we spend as a country on healthcare mm. from preventable diseases, this is according to the, the, the CDC, and this mm. is according to uh, you know, the, the American Medical Association, is we spend trillions, we lose trillions of dollars a year on preventable diseases like type two diabetes, yeah. uh, a lot of inflammatory diseases. 98% of diseases today, according to some studies, are not genetic, they're actually due to an unhealthy lifestyle and not eating healthy. Mm-hmm. So all that being said, I really think if people are practicing what I call preventative medicine yeah. or preventative nutrition, it goes a long way. So somebody might look and say, you know what? And on average, the statistics are you're gonna spend about 20 to 25% more by buying organic healthy food. Mm-hmm. You're gonna spend more. But in terms of the data of what you will save 20 years from now, it's, from medical it, bills and everything. From yeah. medical bills, it's yeah. not even a comparison. Wow. And so wow. again, just keeping that in mind and saying, my health is important, my nutrition is important, I'm going to invest in my health in, in prevention. And so sometimes taking that supplement or eating that superfood or just saying, hey, I'm gonna sub you know, green leafy vegetables instead of you know, the, the processed cookie or french yeah. fries over here. Yeah. That is preventative medicine and yes. that goes a long way into somebody being healthy and saving money long-term. Yeah, it's so funny. I feel like how health and money run so parallel in the, in the habits and the mindsets. Because yeah, like you're saying, you guys, we talk about investing and changing your legacy on the financial side, but your health side is so important and what you're putting in your body. And I'm, and I'm preaching to the choir myself. I'm telling yeah, myself so this because like we said earlier, it can get expensive you know, when you change your lifestyle to a healthier lifestyle, you guys, but it's an investment that that is so worth it. It's worth it in your health and how you feel, I mean, in the long run for sure. And so remember to be budgeting for this, you guys, and make sure to use every dollar, which is now inside our subscription of Ramsey Plus. You can check that out at RamseySolutions.com. All right, Dr. Axe, where can everyone find you? Uh, everybody can find me at drax.com. It's uh, my website. And also, uh, I, I run a supplement company called Ancient Nutrition. And our products, we have... Uh, Collagen protein, probiotics, multis, and they're in Whole Foods Market, Sprouts, Target. They're, they're, they're in you know places all over the country, and also social media. Doctor uh, Josh Axe on Instagram and Facebook, and uh, yeah, those are some of the best places. Awesome. Well, thanks for being here again. Seriously, diving into this topic because our money health is important, but also obviously our physical health and, and who we are as people. So thanks for all the insights and all the wisdom. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Thanks. I'm so excited to have Angie on because she has a question. So Angie, welcome to the show. Hi, Rachel. Nice to meet you. It's so good to meet you too. Okay, so where are you calling from? I am from Troy, Alabama. Very nice. And we talked a little bit before the call, but pregnant with baby number one. Yeah, pregnant and due in July. Due in July. Oh, so you're what week right now? So you're probably what, 30-ish weeks? 31. 31. 31. How are you feeling? I don't think I'll make it 40 weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You're like, 35 weeks, Jesus, this baby can come. This baby can come. I know. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a lot. I know. I know. So you asked a great question when you submitted it, but I want to hear from you because we've not talked money yet. So I want to hear what your question is um, and kind of where you guys are on your journey. So we are on baby step two, and we should be in baby step 
by late next year. And I was calling to see how to go about doing a 529, our college savings plan, um, and how not just to go about it, but how it works. Yes, that's a great question. Well, I'll start with that we teach when you are expecting that you pause all your baby steps and you just save, 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 just in case something happens. So everyone watching, um, that is one time that you will pause getting out of debt when you are expecting, just to make sure that there's enough money there, that baby and mom are good. And then once everything's good, you press play, you pay off the rest of your debt with that money that is saved. And you can even put that some of that money as your emergency fund if you're done paying off debt. So you guys will be through baby step three pretty quickly is what it's sounding like. Is that right? Yes. Yes. That's awesome. And then funding 15% of your income into retirement. So we said that. Um, and you said you will be doing that with your 401k through you and your husband's employer, which is perfect. And then we get to kids college. So... Yes, with Kids College, there's obviously multiple ways to get through school, and one of them being if parents are in a financial position that it is such a gift, it is a blessing to help your kids financially go through it. You are not a bad parent if you don't do this. Uh, you know, parents watching, they're like, oh, we have a senior going, you know, or just graduated and they're going to college and we have no money to help them because we're on baby step two. That's okay, you are not a bad parent. But if you've done the baby steps like you guys, and especially starting your family, you're in a perfect position to help your child fast forward 18 years to go to school. So. A 529 plan or an ESA are two great options. And the first thing I would suggest too is to sit down with one of our Smart Investor Pros because um, they're going to be able to walk you through the timeline of the investment to know how aggressive to go, how traditional you can go with it. I mean, there's so many different options when it comes to that type of college savings. And so the fact you guys are starting so early, the beautiful thing is that it's an investment. So you put the money in and it's going to grow. So you can... You don't have to put in a full, tu you know, what tuition costs today in that fund, but you want to make sure you have enough. So I'll just say for my husband and I, for instance, when we are funding our kids' college, we'll kind of just go through and just kind of put chunks of money just kind of throughout the years to kind of make sure that we are still on par. So you want, you guys may have a year, they're like, hey, we're going to throw maybe $1,000, $2,000 at that 529 to get it started. And we're going to revisit it in five years to see how, how it's grown, what tuition looks like today. And maybe we choose to just throw some extra more cash, you know, in five years in it, or maybe consistently every year, you just put a certain amount of money away in it. Um, and again, it's not going to be these huge amounts because it's going to grow, but that investment professional, the Smart Investor Pro really will be able to walk you through the math of it. And so having someone on your side um, in this world is really, really important. Um, and then obviously going on to baby step six. So um, I'll circle back and just repeat myself, but because you guys are starting so early, you know, you are expecting and you guys will be debt-free with a fully funded emergency fund in no time before this baby's even one years old. So the fact that you're starting college now, you may not have to be as aggressive. You may not have to put as much money as you would versus if you had an eighth grader, and you got to baby step five, you'll probably put a little bit more toward college versus even paying off the house early. Um, so it all depends on timing and age and what a gift that you guys are starting this so early. Uh, so does that make sense? How does that, how do you take that? How does that feel? Yes, it does. Um, we just, we were not sure how to go about it and how much to put in. Um, we figured if we were starting this when he was a senior in high school, it would be horrible. So we want to go ahead and 
and get this started now. Yes, and that's exactly right. Yep, putting in a little something at the beginning is huge. And then as you guys progress throughout the 18 years, putting more and more in uh, as as time is needed and what it looks like. And then the other crazy thing, I have this always in the back of my mind, you know, even because of 2020, the way it shook up college and people, you know, having to take classes from home and most universities are starting back in the fall. But still, I think it kind of gave this, this like a little bit of shake to the education system. So I am always curious in the back of my mind, like what is college? What is that going to look like, right? Like is community college going to be way more familiar with people and more of a smarter option that it looks like, you know, on like as we sit here today versus something else. So so it'll be interesting to watch as all that plays out. But the great thing about these college plans is you're able to pass it to different kids and even down a few generations. But again, your Smart Investor Pro will be able to walk you guys through the math and, and all of that. So um, Angie, you guys are amazing. What a great job. I'm so excited for you. And so tell me again, what dates you're due in July. So what date do you think you guys will be debt-free and through baby step three? Do you think in the next year? Uh, it'll probably be in the next year. I'm hoping that we don't use that whole stork fund <laughs> yes. because we could, we'll take that and put that on our debt and hopefully it will be cleared up by then and it'll take us just probably three or six months to get baby step three done. Yeah, that's amazing. So what started you guys on this? I'm just curious, um, you know, how many months or years ago? Uh, we started in March of 2019. Okay, yeah. And we actually had no desire to do this, but my mother-in-law wanted to take the class at our church. And um, she didn't want to go alone. So me and my husband were like, well, let's go with her. Um, you know, who knows? We might learn something. And throughout the class, we both were looking at each other like, we've been doing this our way. And there's a better, like, this sounds like we could do this. And so we decided to try it. We gave it three months and it was amazing. Wow. That's, am I love that. You're like, mother-in-law, <laughs> we'll go with you to help you out because you need this. <laughs> We're here for emotional support. And then in the meantime, you're like, oh gosh, we could be doing something totally different yeah. with our money and winning. Yeah. I love that, that you guys kind of just stumbled in it. That's what I love hearing people's journey because everyone has that starting point. Some people, it's this dramatic moment of like, we have to change and change now and it's instant and it's urgent. Other people like you, it's kind of like, they almost kind of just stumble in it and they just, the light bulb goes on and I'm like, wow, mm -hmm. we're going to just change and do something totally different. So I, I love that. It feels, I was going to say, it feels great having a paid for vehicle. And the only thing that we owe left on is my husband's truck. And once that's done, we are so looking forward to baby step seven. Oh, did you ever imagine having paid for cars? Like, is that something you ever dreamed that you could do that you could just own your car? Yes, but no. We always thought it would be a really crappy car. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> that's so fair. Yes, absolutely. Oh, that's awesome. Well, Angie, thank you so much for your question. It's so great. So relatable. I know everyone has these kind of questions when they get to different stages of life. And I pray the rest of your pregnancy goes well. I hope labor and delivery goes well. And that sweet baby comes in July. And you guys just enjoy it in so many ways. You have so much peace now in all areas of your life. Um, and so entering a baby into the family during this is awesome. So Thank you, yes. Angie. I so appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Rachel.
If you have a question, you can submit your question to any of my social channels. So YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We are on the lookout for Ask Rachel Questions because we want to involve you in the show because this is about you guys. I mean, your life, your journeys, and they all look different, but yet we all still handle Uncle Benjamin, like no matter what, right? We all are handling our money um, and be able to do the journey together is, is such a gift. And I love that Angie mentioned going to the class, which is Financial Peace University, which is now part of Ramsey Plus. So you can actually do a free trial if you go to ramseysolutions.com, check out Ramsey Plus, watch the videos, engage in the information and the content, and maybe you can be like Angie where you think, ah, I don't know if I need this. And then it changes your whole life because mm-hmm, that's what happens. Well, Angie, I hope that helps. And listen, I get that question a lot of, hey, this is kind of going on. Can I do baby steps out of order? But listen, remember, the baby steps are in an order for a reason. But thank you again so much for your question. I hope that helped you guys out there who are listening. And thanks to Dr. Axe for being on again. It was such a pleasure. And again, learning so much about our health and how important that is. Now, if you guys have not subscribed to the Rachel Cruz Show podcast, make sure you hit that subscribe button. And if the spirit leads, you can leave a review. Thank you guys so much for listening. And remember to take control of your money and create a life you love.